Uh, welcome to everyone as we gather this day for worship together across time and space and place. It is good as always for us to be together. Um, this week is our con- is our parish's various annual meetings, and so we ask just for extra prayers for that as we continue to do the work that God, that God calls us to as Calamus Lutheran Parish made up of faith in our Savior's Lutheran churches. We begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, creator of darkness and light, word of truth, wind sweeping over the waters. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. God, our rock and refuge, we pour out our hearts before you. We have known you but have not always loved you. We have wounded one another and sinned against you. We have not always recognized the Holy Spirit dwelling in each of us. Remember your covenant, renew your creation. Restore us that we might proclaim your good news to all. Amen. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters and God has spoken. The time of grace is now. In Jesus, the reign of God has come near. By the authority of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. You are God's beloved. Amen. Let us pray. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confusion so that all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter. Moses said to the people, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and the man cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of the man. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of our Lord. 
Praise to you, O Christ. Sometimes gospel texts about demon possession are challenging for us because in our culture, we generally think that demon possession is for books and for movies and is not something which we encounter in our daily lives. Often our culture attributes stories of demon possession in the Bible as the way in which people at that time understood what was happening to someone who was experiencing a severe mental health crisis. And now this may be true, but for many in the world then, And in the world today, particularly our siblings in the global south, demon possession is a very real thing. And therefore, having the power to command demons and to banish them from a person was something very significant, is something very significant, that only the power of God could accomplish. Jesus' power over the demon signals right away in Mark that Jesus has truly come from God. And this is significant in to Mark's entire gospel for two reasons. The first being the start of the proof to the reader that Jesus is the Messiah, the Holy One of God. And this is the entire point of the gospel of Mark. The demon publicly names Jesus as such in the synagogue. From the very beginning in Mark, the religious leaders of that time will have to wrestle with with this disruption to their status quo and norms about who has the authority to interpret the law and to speak on God's behalf. To their minds, it would never be a carpenter's son from Nazareth. Jesus would not have come from the right lineage to be able to do what they do. And yet, here Jesus is, understanding and interpreting scriptures and teaching the people about God's word. And Jesus seems to have the legitimate authority to do so, as demonstrated by his command over the demon. The second significant reason being that Jesus rebukes the demon and not the person possessed. Possessed persons were a threat to society. They were kicked out of community. They were ostracized and generally did not have many resources or connections. They were alone and abandoned by friends and family. And while that was indeed done with the best of intentions to protect the larger community, It certainly didn't help the suffering and possessed person. But in exercising the demon from the man, Jesus shows that while the community may have turned its back on the the man, God never did and God never will. And God's work in this world is to restore all people to community and connection and to life-giving relationships. And Jesus does this by naming the reality of what is happening, that there is a person who is possessed, and then declaring that it no longer has any power. The demon, recognizing it has been thwarted, has no option but to leave. And in different ways, this is still true and still happening in our world and our lives today. Whether it is demon possession is literally told in the Bible or the demon-esque evils in our world, Jesus, by his authority as the Holy One of God, is still stripping them of their power and restoring all people and all creation back to community and life-giving relationships with each other. The demon-esque evils in our world are not so hard to name. All of the isms and the phobias that exist, and they exist because sin causes us to fear people who aren't like us, causes us to fear truths that don't match our experiences, And therefore, sin prevents us from seeing all people and all of creation as loved by God. Sin prevents us from seeing all people as someone for whom Jesus died. But even when we cannot see it, 
God in Jesus Christ still does. And through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, Jesus again and again strips the isms and the phobias and the demons of this world of their power and brings you and I and all people together as one body of Christ where we are freed to worship God and to love each other as Christ loves us. There is no evil, no sin in this world that Jesus has not overcome by his cross. Dear siblings, trust that this promise is for you today and always. When life feels overwhelming with the news and diagnoses and all of the things that we navigate day in and day out, there is nothing that Jesus has not overcome by his cross. And Jesus does not promise us quick fixes, but he promises to never leave us. God is not afraid of yours or anyone else in the world's pain. And Jesus promises to always bring us closer to him and to bring us closer to people who speak God's truth and God's promises to you. The powers of demons, evil, and sin have been removed. They have no power over us. And in their place is God's perfect love for you and the whole world in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us sing together the hymn, Songs of Thankfulness and Praise.
the whole church, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. You are God's beloved. Thanks be to God.